Well, here's why it's obscene, because in, in uh, one bill, you have the total decimation, the dismantling of Medicaid. In fact, the Medicaid enrollment reduction is greater under the Senate bill by a million people than the House bill. CBO said House bill was 14 million lose Medicaid. This bill says 15 million people lose Medicaid coverage. It's on page 16. Because of that juxtaposition of that uh, coverage loss with the gross tax cuts here, that's why I use the word obscene. Senator Bob Casey joins us live tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. He'll set you straight on protecting health care for all Americans. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor starts right now. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Here's why it's obscene. Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT with Ryan Boyer and J Doc. I'm Krause on a Saturday evening presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries. J Doc, I rolled the drum roll right from Jump Street uh, right into the top uh, because I. F- I didn't fail last week. I will tell you this the strawberry wings were a big, big hit. They were. Uh, they, they were, but I did promise. Fried chicken. I did promise fried chicken. Right, and well, Chef Jimmy let me down. Listen, I'm like the Pete Rose here. Like when, when Booney dropped the ball and, pick, and Pete Rose caught it, well, he, I'm the Pete Rose. So I brought fried, uh, fried chicken this week from Foghorn in East Falls. Foghorn fried chicken. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable spice. Crunchy. It was unreal. And I'm supposed to be juicing. So like, to me, to, so I can only have one piece. To me, eating one piece of fried chicken is like eating only one potato chip, man. See, I eat the bag of potato chips, no matter what size. If it's a small bag, a big bag, once I start, the bag is gone. Ryan, you're the boss. I'm not the boss. I I, I got the boss at home, and I. No, and I'm not. Trust me, I'm not the boss. <laughs> we set our we set I our sneak. Di- I sneak and eat those <laughs> chips, me. buddy. We set our dinner table tonight with fried chicken from uh, awesome man. Uh, uh, J Doc, give the uh, give the shout out again for the okay, fried Foghorn chicken. fried chicken. It's foghornphilly.com. Unbelievable at Ridge Mid in in. Uh, Phil- in uh, East Falls, right across from, from the firehouse. Awesome, awesome place to eat. How will you know if the fried chicken is good? Tune in to Dan Loney, who comes up after oh, yeah. the big show at 8 Dan- o'clock. He's enjoying some fried chicken. We get a thumbs up uh, from Dan Yummy. Loney as we welcome you in on a Saturday night here on uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor and Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, we bring into uh, the conversation who joins us on the hotline, uh, Senator Bob Casey joining us uh, tonight here on Saturday Night Live uh, with with Philly Labor. Senator Casey, welcome into the big show, sir. Hey, good evening, guys. How are you? How are you, Senator Casey? Uh, you're down there in that three-wing circus town called D.C. trying to get health care uh, fixed, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a long fight, but I think we stopped them for now, but we still will have a big battle ahead because 
Republican Party nationally, the, the, the House members and senators, they want to do two things, right? This isn't about health care reform. They want to they want to decimate Medicaid and they want to give rich people lots more in tax cuts. And that's that's not some opinion. That's exactly what they want to do. And as long as they're going to try that, I'm going to stop them. Now, if they want to really work on health care problems, I'll work with them. But if they're going to if they're going to keep doing that, I'm going to keep punching. So are the Democrats as united as you guys seem? I like the fact that it seems like you guys are united front on health care and stopping the Republicans from yep. giving the rich uh, people who stratify the wealth even right. more tax breaks. Is uh, is uh, your caucus that together on, on the things that you just articulated, Senator? Absolutely. And 100 percent united. And, and we show that the other every, 48 of us voted together time after time after time in the last couple of weeks. So that helped a lot, but we also, uh, of course, needed three Republicans, and we, we didn't know until one uh, forty in the morning whether or not John McCain would vote with us, and he did, and that was the difference. Uh, Senator, uh, Washington Post comments that O'Keefe wrote it like this. He said a seven-year quest to undo aff- the Affordable uh, Care Act uh, collapsed. He said it was as t- intense in that room as you could imagine. Could you kind of describe it for us and, and also describe what it was like when McCain gave the thumbs down? It was. I think it was probably the most dramatic moment I've seen uh, on the Senate floor in the, the 10 and a half years I've been there. Because the, there was a rumor going around that he might vote with us, but until he actually does it, and if you think about it, he's being lobbied by the vice president on the floor. That that never happens. And the president called him as well. So, I mean, he's really being lobbied. But um, but he, he did the right thing, and, and it, was a, it, was a, it was a tense moment because literally uh, the whole issue came down to one senator casting one vote. Now, that doesn't mean the fight is over. They're going to keep after this. But it does mean at least for several months, if not longer, um, there probably won't be any major health care votes on the Senate floor. So in the in the interim, we're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And that means some places there's not enough competition, costs are too high, or premiums are too high. But Medicaid is working, and we're not going to allow them to take a meat axe to Medicaid and throw 15 million people off of Medicaid and another 7 million people off of other health care. So if they can get away from that right-wing ideological, you know, trophy hunting, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll work with them. Senator Bob Casey joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, Senator, your tweet uh, when the vote came down, uh, when John McCain cast that vote, uh, was a thank you to Senator McCain for, yep. a, for a courageous vote. Tell me about that. Yeah, it really was, and I, I should have included in that one tweet both uh, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins from Maine, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, because they were voting with us uh, even earlier. Uh, so all three of them deserve a lot of credit for being courageous, because, look, this isn't just you're going against your party. You're going against every far-right you know, billionaire and every far-right talk radio host. I mean, they kick the crap out of people. They really go after them. Uh, in fact, I, I, I'd be surprised if all three of them don't have threats against them. I'm not kidding you. I mean, this is that, that's hard to do in their party, at least, in, at least among Democrats. Democrats get mad at you, but they usually don't 
threaten your your political life or or worse. Uh, but that's what's going to happen. There'll there'll be all kinds of political threats, and I hope not worse. So it was courageous, but I'll tell you what. In the end, uh, neither none of those votes would have been there if if uh, folks across the country, very you know, sometimes very very poor folks, people with disabilities, who had to who had to go to marches and and meetings and and carry, take their kids to in the hot sun sometimes to go and protest, and a lot of those folks who who uh, came out and made the case for us were were uh, the men and women of, of organized labor. And you you guys did the job. But we could not have won this fight without organized labor helping us, without families that had a loved one with a disability. So that that, that pressure ultimately persuaded Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and ultimately helped persuade John McCain. Because one thing that John McCain was worried about, and he told us this, was the impact of Medicaid, the cuts on Medicaid in his state. And the only reason he was hearing those voices is because um, men and women of labor and and families who had a loved one with a disability came out and said, don't do this to those families. You know, once again, organized labor, even though your guys are out there negotiating for for wages and benefits, uh, you also help people that are poor you know, who don't have wage, high wages or benefits. So once again, labor was a strong ally with us in, in making the case. Uh, Senator, um, you, you, the word karma comes to mind. Um, certainly the, the irony of John McCain, and and and, and, uh, and that, that's the guy who got caught, right? That's the guy that, that, that Trump said he didn't like people that get, got caught. Uh, yeah. Would you yeah. say that's karma or just poetic justice? I think it was poetic justice. <laughs> right. I, I don't, you know, he, he for the idea that uh, that John McCain owes Donald Trump anything is is ridiculous. Uh, if, if anything, uh, Trump owes him an apology probably more than once. That wasn't the only time he criticized him. He criticized him over and over again in tweets uh, because because the president just doesn't have the character of John McCain, and uh, he. Uh, but but I think I think John McCain voted with us because he was worried about his state, worried about Medicaid, and wanted to, to do the right thing. Um, but he's uh, he's a person of character, and you know when he lived through five years in a in a uh, uh, in, in a, a, a you know a, as a prisoner of war, and you're 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 uh, beaten and tortured and treated like an animal. Um, I don't think he's going to be too intimidated by. <laughs> Vice President Mike Pence or Donald Trump, they don't care him. <laughs> exactly. Well, Senator, we appreciate you uh, uh, interrupting your busy schedule to talk to us. And uh, we know that your people are texting me now that you have you walked out of a meeting to, to, to join us. And we really appreciate it, Senator. And this is very important why we need uh, to increase our numbers in the Senate, because we, we don't have to go through all this uh turmoil when you're having to vote senator <laughs> exactly no i think and i think we have a good shot in 2018 of, of if not gaining at least keeping our 48 states and then 2020 adding to our adding to the membership in the senate because we are carrying a heavier burden in 18 we have 25 seats up it'll be the reverse in 2020 but look you guys i, I it goes without saying but i, ha- I want to say it again and again uh, none of this is possible without the support you guys have been giving us for years. Me individually, helping our party in Pennsylvania and Philly, 
uh, helping our party nationally because they might have the Koch brothers and this billionaire and that billionaire and this corporation and that corporation, but we have the men and women of organized labor, the building trades, and uh, we we uh, will always have a fighting chance with you guys on our side. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. Senator Bob Casey joining us here tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Senator, thank you so much, sir, for calling Thanks, in guys. the show. All right, good uh, good stuff. Two good minutes, stuff. guys. Well, to, well to, listen, uh, you know, the, the United States Senate and the United States House of Representatives, the, you know, it is the final line between working people and the people that the oligarchs, I would like to call it. Sure. We use a good Russian word. Sure. Oligarchs. You know, it's, and, and the Trump ought to know a lot of them. Oh, I'm just <laughs> Coming up on the big show, we're loaded tonight as we follow uh, up on Senator Bob Casey. At the bottom of the hour, uh, Congressman Brendan Boyle uh, will join us when we come back after the first commercial break here on the big show on a Saturday night. Jerry Jordan, who is the president of the Federation of Teachers, uh, will be along. And then later on, the deputy mayor for labor for the city of Philadelphia, Richie Laser, will join us as well. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor and Ryan Boyer, Jay Doc, and Krause. Back in a moment. I won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs. Welcome into Saturday Night Live. Welcome back. 721 in the Delaware Valley as we broadcast you live from Center City here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We set our dinner table tonight from Foghorn Fried Chicken. Woo! Everybody enjoyed it. Omar's in the studio. He enjoyed that, right? So Omar gives us... Dan uh, Loney's happy up. out there. Dan Loney enjoys He's the uh, fried it. chicken. Uh, Glenn uh, smells it on the other side. We'll have some for him uh, when we get to the show. Rye, weighing in on it? I'm trying to watch my diet a little bit so <laughs> I can catch Pink. Omar. My brother Omar has lost uh, about 70 pounds. Look good, so man. he's 70 pounds lighter, so I'm trying to catch him. So you know what, you know, he can eat a little fried chicken. Now he's at that point where he, you know, I'm not at that point yet. Well, you know what's funny? The way I, I find that when you run into people and you gained a little weight, if you tell them you just lost, say, 50 pounds, they say, you look great. <laughs> Even if you haven't. Well, Omar does look great, so yeah. it's, it's an awesome thing. Special thanks, by the way, to Senator Bob Casey for joining us here tonight on Saturday Night Live. Ryan, let me give you 30 seconds just time uh, to recap uh, the Senator's comments um, that we heard, had in the opening block. Well, I thought the Senator's comments were great. I think he had a great assessment on the health care b- bill that it, we do have some hurdles to go. We have some uh, problems to fix. And now instead of demonizing them from both sides, let's sit down like mature adults that we elect them to be and get it fixed for the American people. Absolutely. Bottom of the hour, Congressman Brendan Boyle uh, will join us. He'll weigh in uh, as well on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So our next segment, um, we're, we're fortunate enough to have uh, Jerry Jordan, who's the president of PFT in, in, in Philadelphia, and he wrote a, an op-ed on, on tax and natural gas in Pennsylvania that could cure a lot of ills that we have in the education system. Jerry, welcome to the show. Good evening. It's good to be with you. Good evening. How are you, Jerry? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. Jerry, um, let's talk about your, your, your op-ed. Um, you know, I, I'll read a little bit, you know, because you talk about the mounting turmoil in Washington, D.C. has highlighted the necessity of action and political mobilization at the state and local level. You're talking about, you know, the gridlock in Washington and states and, and at the local level. We got to take this into our own hands, correct? 
We absolutely do. And uh, it's not an easy thing in order to uh, fund all of the needed items that citizens have, but it has to be done. And uh, I really believe, and which is why I wrote the op-ed that I did, that the uh, shale drilling in Pennsylvania has to be taxed. You know, uh, we go to the citizens time and time again because we live in the state, we certainly should pay the bill. But when we have at least 36 states in the United States who impose a severance tax on drilling in their states, and Pennsylvania doesn't, that doesn't make sense. As you know, the uh, state passed a budget that is $32, million, $32 billion, excuse me, and uh, they're trying to, the legislators are trying to find a funding source for that uh, budget. And uh, the Pennsylvania Independent Fiscal Office projected last year that with a 6.5% tax on the shell, it would generate a profit of $712 million in the fiscal year 1819. Uh, That's a lot of money. And that that figure would balloon to $1.1 billion in annual profit in the 2021-22 year. That would do a lot to fund our schools. It, and I'm not just talking about Philadelphia schools. I'm talking about the schools in Erie, the schools in Potter Tom, uh, County, the schools all over the Commonwealth. You know, we hear... Uh, so much about Philadelphia and our schools and our students needing uh, certain programs and services. But we have many, many uh, school districts in this Commonwealth that are in the similar shape as Philadelphia. They're just not as large. And this money would go a long ways to really helping to fund schools. It would go a long ways to helping to provide uh, funding for Pennsylvania. Well, Jerry, first let me thank you on a very long, hard uh, fought contract that you guys got not too long ago. It's a very fair contract and it's a testament to your great leadership and also your resolve to wait those years to get the contract that your your members deserve. But I, I agree as well, but if we get that money, Jerry, how do we equalize the funding? You know that I've been a, a, a proponent of equalizing funding. You know, we have a district like Lower Marion. Uh, I always use the Lower Marion High and Overbrook High example. They're less than two yeah. miles away, but they may as well be uh, light years away in terms of the resources. So how do we weave those two discussions, uh, appropriate taxations on Marcella Shell? There, I agree with you. There's no logical reason not to tax the Shell. Uh, even the companies, uh, when I was meeting with the companies before it happened, we do the gas distribution, they fully expected a 6% at the well tax. It's already Already built into their business model. It will not hurt them. They will not no, abandon Pennsylvania. So how do we weave those two conversations together, Jerry? Well, I think that uh, the legislature needs to uh, make sure that those two things are woven together. You know, they, uh, Governor Corbett cut uh, over $1 billion in education funding, and that amount of money has not been restored. The funding formula that is used in Pennsylvania currently underfunds your poorest districts. When you compare 
the funding that is uh, received in a district like Lower Marion versus Philadelphia or Chester Upland, uh, you, when you do the uh, algorithm, you're going to see that Lower Marion and districts that are financially more able to raise uh, income based on their uh, t- their uh, property taxes, which is an unfair system, uh, they that funding formula that is used is just totally, totally wrong, and that needs to be corrected, and this is an opportunity to do it. Now, so, Jerry, on, on, on Thursday, the State Senate uh, delivered that, uh, uh, a narrowly approved plan uh, to balance the budget, and, and, and uh, a part of that was going to be in part by taxing the drilling for natural gas. What is your confidence that that's actually, because obviously rumors are that, they, that the House isn't real anxious to get back in, they're not coming into August, and they're, they're scoffing at that. What, what is your confidence level that's actually going to happen? Uh, I certainly uh, don't know what to expect from the House. It, the House uh, is never, ever uh, on the front line. You mean to tell me to, Mike Terza is not your best friend, Jerry Jordan? <laughs> uh, well, well, no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, but it's something that uh, certainly my members have been very, very active in uh, communicating with the senators uh, frequently during this process, uh, letting them know that we wanted them to pass uh a tax on the shell, and we will be doing the same thing with the members of the House. Why in the world is PA, uh, I think, the only state that doesn't tax their natural gas drilling? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not. And that's my point. We talk about we, we need one. Wyoming, which is a very conservative state. Yes. Taxes natural gas. Texas. Yes. Texas. That's right. right. Unbelievable. It's just shocking and almost disturbing. We need to, every resource we have in the state, we need to take advantage of. Absolutely. Every year we're scrapping. So, so what's the counterpoint? So what's, what, what's the counterpoint, Jerry? Why, why isn't it being taxed? Uh, I think that it's really uh, going to be up to us to infor- have this conversation with the general public because I don't believe that most uh, people who are residents of the Commonwealth are aware that it's not taxed. You know, people are so burdened down with all of the uh, challenges that they face in their day-to-day lives. But when they hear that uh, Shell isn't taxed, and yet they are, and uh, that there is a threat that possibly their taxes could go up, but uh, the Shell industry will not be taxed, that I think that uh, that will be enough to really change the way that some of the elected officials are looking at this. Jerry, listen, um, again, I want to second Ryan Boyer's comment. Congratulations on on the new contract. The job well Thank done you. for your members. Fantastic. And we really uh, appreciate you calling in and talking to us about it. It's a fascinating op-ed, and uh, we're all on the same side with you there. Um, you know, and, and, we, and we appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Good night. Good night. All right. Good stuff from Jerry Jordan, president of the Federation of Teachers, joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We roll on. The show rolls on. When we come back after the break, Brendan Boyle weighs in on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries thoughts with the first two guests is that we need to have adults at the table. This partisan divide has really gotten us in a place where we get nothing done. 
uh, we 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 busy fighting over our ideology, ideology. ideologically. Yeah, I, no, I that, that word. I'm tongue tied. I'm tongue tied. I'm tongue tied because I'm upset. I'm upset that we're getting nothing done for the citizens of the United States of America or the citizens of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We can't even tax something. When all of us work, if you live in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we're taxed at three point three point oh seven percent. If you're living in Philadelphia, you get a little over three. So we're getting taxed at about six and a half percent. Why can't the Marcellus Shell get taxed? I totally agree with that, man. Back here on Saturday Night Live, let's welcome in Congressman Brendan Boyle joining us on the hotline here on a Saturday night. Uh, Congressman Boyle, welcome in to the big show. Thank you so much for joining us. Do we have the congressman? I don't hear the eloquent voice of the congressman. <laughs> okay. I, I know it's the distinctive uh, yeah, uh, voice. Do we have the congressman? It's that Harvard twang that he has. Can you hear me now? I can hear the Harvard. Ah, yeah, I hear the yard. I hear the yard. I hear the Notre Dame. I hear the Notre Dame. I hear the Notre Dame. Fighting yeah. Irish. Uh, it's, it's a combination of Olney and Notre Dame all combined. How about okay. that? Notre Dame, the Golden Helmets people that look, that that lose uh, every big game that they oh, play. Oh, that's a, hold on. Uh, Congressman Boyle, that's another that's another show, but that's those fight words right I'll, there. I'll bring, uh, I'll bring Boyer on with me on sports radio, and he and I, we, we can debate that back. Oh, we can. I'm a Penn State guy. <laughs> Congressman, uh, we're, we're ecstatic that, you, that you're joining us here live. And so there's a lot to talk about. But first, I want to talk about uh, the Blue Collar Caucus. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, after this November's election, um, I finally had enough. I, I was sick and tired of the way, I mean, for several years, actually going back, I think, 10, 15 years, in my view, the National Democratic Party was not paying attention the way it should to working men and women, and frankly, to organize labor. And I compared it to my experience back home in Philadelphia, where typically the Democratic Party tends to pay attention a lot more to labor than the National Party does. So after this November's election debacle, myself and another congressman named Mark Vesey from Texas formed the Blue Collar Caucus. Uh, we now have 36 members. And the idea is that we have all these different caucuses within the Democratic Party. There was none really for those of us who are most concerned with the needs and concerns of working men and women, and also those who are represented by organized labor. So we formed it in November, uh, and already I think that it's had an impact within the Democratic caucus and in Congress. So, Brendan, how do we get leadership to respect the caucus like that? Because I agree. I think that the, the Democratic Party treats organized labor and, for that matter of fact, African-Americans as a golf handicap, that we come in, they think that they have us, and they don't do nothing to get us. And I think this last election with President Trump uh, showed that the blue-collar workers in America will go another way if they're, you know, spoken to. Now, I don't agree with Trump, but he did speak to them, and they're issues and and he got their vote i i look i mean if uh if anyone wasn't getting it and needed a wake-up call this november should be a wake-up call you lose pennsylvania you lose michigan you lose wisconsin you're losing places and counties that have gone democratic for generations that voted for barack obama twice but also voted for al gore and john Kerry and bill clinton um so the fact that those voters left us, in my view, is the final wake-up call. 
Um, and I, I'll cite one specific example, trade. You know, here you had Donald Trump, who was sounding like me when he was talking about trade. Mm-hmm. Now, it, in part, that was shrewd of him to do that. But also, we allowed that playing field to be to be taken over because, frankly, I think on our side of the aisle, the National Democratic Party was not as strong on representing the needs and concerns of American workers as we should be. We know that we are 10 times better than the Republicans uh, when it comes to these issues for working people, no doubt. However, as Ryan pointed out, for too long, the votes of blue-collar workers were just taken for granted. Taken for granted. And now, and now after November, people realize you can't take them for granted. Uh, Congressman... Uh, you know, you're, you're blue-collar workers, and most blue-collar workers are, are, are meat-and-potatoes-type voters. Uh, and, and a lot of social issues uh, were at the forefront, uh, and, 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 and labor got kind of taken for granted, like you said. Uh, how do we move forward? What are the strategies you're using yeah, that the caucus is, is using? What, what are you doing to bring everybody together and get everybody, everybody back on track? Yeah, well, first, just the fact that we have 36 uh, members makes us a pretty sizable caucus. Um, we've already had, you might have seen this past week, we had the head of the AFL-CIO, Rich Kumka, in to, to talk with us. Mm-hmm. Got a, an incredible turnout before we had a number of the members of the building trades. Our next meeting, we're actually going to be bringing in um, folks on the company side who are running apprenticeship programs for those workers who choose that they don't want to go to college, that it's just not for them. But we can't, you know, we can't go to an economy where, well, if you don't get a higher education, the only thing that's left is a, a service job or a fast food job. So we have a number of companies out there that are adopting the apprenticeship model. And these are jobs that actually pay pretty well. So I'm bringing them in to talk to me and my colleagues about the ways that we can really build that out and expand it in Pennsylvania and throughout the country. So I think continuing to build it like that, uh, and then frankly, Look at the last elections in November. I mean, if my side wants to win, they're going to start paying attention again to blue-collar workers. And I have to tell you, I've been talking like this for a number of years. I mean, ever since I got to D.C., but even before that, people who weren't listening to me before this November's results now all of a sudden are very interested in the topic. So sometimes, unfortunately, human nature being what it is, sometimes it takes losing and getting your butt kicked to finally wake up. So, Brendan, how do we avoid in the campaign cycle not getting caught up in the wedge issues and the social issues that have nothing to do with the pocketbook issues? I've said that the leadership of the Philadelphia Building Trades, if it's purely a social issue, we're not touching it. If it doesn't have anything tied to economics or a job, that is not something that we are willing to discuss. So how do you, being a politician, get away with that? In, in my view, you have to have a laser-like focus on the economic issues. And, and one specific example, we're living through a 25-year period in American history in which real wages haven't gone up. We're living in a 25-, 30-year period in American history in which median household income, not the very rich, not the very poor, your average of the average middle-class family has less wealth today than 25, 30 years ago. If you don't speak to that, if you instead are focusing on other issues and you don't even speak to the economic concerns that people are having, 
that that's a big mistake. Now, other issues are important, and I'm not saying ignore them, but in my view, the economic issues have to be front and center, and that's also a way to unite everyone, because the fact of the matter is that you know, families that I represent, where I grew up in the Alney neighborhood, families that I represent in Northeast Philly, families that I represent in Huntington Valley and Norristown, whether they're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, poor, middle class, or rich, they all generally have the same economic concerns. And with the exception of the top 1%, there's a lot of economic angst out there in our society. Congressman Brendan Boyle joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Congressman Boyle, before we say goodbye, uh, can I get a 25-second soundbite from you uh, on uh, Senator Bob Casey uh, tweeting out after the vote, uh, uh, thanking Senator John McCain, calling his vote courageous. Your thoughts? Well, first, I'm a, a, a big fan of Bob Casey, and I'm glad that we have him there representing us in the Senate. At least we have one senator uh, from Pennsylvania who's, who's representing working men and women. I give John McCain uh, a lot of credit. I didn't agree with his vote uh, several days ago when he moved the forward, moved the process along. But the fact that at 2 o'clock in the morning he could stand up and say no to Mitch McConnell and to Donald Trump showed a lot of character and courage, and I think you have to give him a lot of credit. Well done, well said. Brendan Boyle joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, Congressman, have a great weekend, sir. Thank you much. All right, you too. Thanks, guys. Go Irish. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> when we come back on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, uh, the deputy mayor for labor for the city of Philadelphia, Richard Laser, joins us back after the break. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, presented by Weiner and Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, powered by Pond Lahaki Stern and Giordano, the workers' compensation law firm. Special thanks uh, to Brendan Boyle uh, for joining us, and I only wish our next guest was in the studio, uh, only because I understand he loves fried chicken. And uh, Richie, J. Doc has provided some great fried chicken tonight. How are you, sir? Uh, how you guys doing? Hope everybody's having a great summer. I got to get back in there soon. I said I couldn't be in there tonight. Yeah, well, uh, we, we wish you listen. Same way you guys. Just, yeah, more, just yeah. more chicken for us, yeah, Rich. Just more chicken. I know, for us. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset that I'm not eating fried chicken right now. Bring some of that sand back with a foot for us, would you, Rich? <laughs> or, or please we'll don't. Do. Please don't tell me I got to deliver that chicken down the shore. No, I, no, not tonight. I got a family event tonight. All right. uh, cool, so buddy. That's right. So listen, let's let's get a little. Um, we got Richie Laser, Deputy Mayor for Labor, doing his correspondence segment. Richie, give us a little update on the soda tax. Yeah, so I just you know, I, I, last time I was on, as we know, the, the ruling had come down. The Commonwealth Court was in favor of the city to uphold the tax. At this point, the uh, industry has appealed that decision to the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, and uh, we hope that the court won't take the case, but we probably won't know anything on that until sometime in the early fall on whether they will hear the case or not. But we're hoping, you know, with the last two, we've had strong performances the last two courts, so we hope that the court will uphold the decision and not hear the case. So that's where we are on that. Um, but because the case isn't settled yet... Right, now I wanted to ask you that. What, what's the consequences there? Yeah. So the consequences, I mean, we're still rolling out pre-K. The seats are filling up. You know, that's that's been highly successful. We added two more community schools this year. 
uh, this for, for starting in September, which is at Gompers out in West Philadelphia and also at George Washington up in the Northeast. So we did add additional two more community schools. Explain, but it really would Explain the community schools model for people that don't know. Just a little bit, one minute on that. Yeah, so I, I think that the goal the goal with the community school model is to make the school the hub more of the of the neighborhood. So, you know, kids go to school there and they leave and they go home. But our goal is to wrap services in there so that there's more services for the neighborhood. The school's open at night. You know, the gym's in use for activities. Parents can go into the school and take classes at night. You know, the kids can stay at the school for homework help. We can put, we're looking to add social services in the school so families need some type of help in an area. We have services that will be there at the school because, you know, it's hard for people to come time. You know, if you're in some neighborhood to get down to Center City and access city services, the our goal is to use the school that's in the middle of a neighborhood in the community and make it more a part of the community by accessing all these services in the school. So that's that's our goal. Uh, that's our goal with the community school model, and it's been very successful. And every year, we're going to continue to roll out schools so that we can bring it to every school in the, in the city. Now, Rich, um, we got about a minute and a half um, before you go. A little update on the rebuild. Yes. So that's where the soda tax case kind of with still being in court kind of holds us up a little bit because we can't really jump in and start doing these improvements until there's a final decision on on the court case because we can't borrow the money unless we know that that soda money that's coming in to pay for the the uh, bonds is, is sustainable so we feel we feel extremely confident that we're going to win that but until I mean, our, we have staff on board the rebuild team is working with council members on what sites are important to members and community groups in the different parts of the city uh, but we won't really be able to jump in until we get a final decision on that soda on that soda ruling. And also, Rich, just talk about the unprecedented level of uh, inclusion and diversity that rebuild numbers have, and 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 the kind of uh, resource that the administration put behind to make sure ensure that that happens. Yeah, definitely. That's a major pillar of the of rebuild is the diversity and inclusion, both on the workforce side, but also on the contracting and and professional services side. I know with, with the help of John Doherty and also with Ryan Boyer, you know, Ryan, you've been hand-in-hand hand with us on the, on the workforce side, but it's also important that we include wraparound services for businesses, for small contractors, so they can handle jobs uh, and help them build. We can make sure we have the – we can get help with the insurance, with with uh, with any other service, business service that we need to help them grow their business. So I think it's a two-prong effort on the business side, but also we're really concentrating with the Philadelphia Building Trades on the workforce diversity side. Thank you, Rich. You've done a great job on that, and we hope that rebuild comes to fruition, that the court sees the wisdom of this soda tax and let us um, keep creating more spots for quality pre-K. Is that what we expect, by the way? We expect yeah, that's what I expect. That? Uh, yeah, Rich, yeah, I mean, yeah. A, a, a mutual friend of ours, Michael Rashid, uh, he loves the soda program. Uh, he has some quality pre-K at his uh, uh, spot at Mecca. Yep. And uh, I was at a, an event, and Michael touted the mayor and, and, the, and the vision that he had to create quality pre-K spots. So yeah, definitely. That. I mean, all three of the programs, community schools, pre-K and rebuild is really to help move our city to the next level, help with poverty and help our struggling, some of our struggling neighborhoods, you know, reach its full potential. Thanks so much for calling in, Rich. Thank you, everybody. Listen, have a, have a good night and I'll, I'll see you guys soon. All right, good stuff from Richie Labor, the deputy mayor for the or deputy mayor for labor. 
with the city of Philadelphia joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with Ryan Boyer and Jay Duck. I'm Krause. We uh, roll up to the very top of the hour where Dan Loney will join you after the top of the hour uh, at 8 o'clock, take you into the night until 11 o'clock. Ryan, uh, a lot of good uh, information uh, contained within this uh, last 55 minutes here on 1210. Uh, Looking back, if you can remember a thought or two from Casey uh, to kind of put an exclamation point on the big show tonight. I just thought Robert Casey's tweet and talked about the courage of John McCain, Senator McCain and and Senator Collins and Senator McCaskey. You have to do what's right. We can't allow our party label to make us do something that will hurt American citizens. And that law, if they would enact the law that the Republicans wanted, it would have threw 22 million Americans off for health care. And that's not what we need. We need a fix to Obamacare. That's thought, but now let's put the adults in the room to fix the parts of the law that are broken. J. Doc, let me get you to weigh in quickly on Just Brendan to, Boyle's conversation about the caucus. Is is, is this listen, something that's going to is, is is it going to resonate? Listen, they understand that, that that the machine is broken, and they're putting they put together the the, the blue collar caucus to fix that, and so that what happened at the last presidential election doesn't happen again. All right, good stuff. Well done. Well said. Special thanks to Foghorn. Uh, for the fried chicken here tonight, for setting our table, and Jay Doc for bringing uh, that into the big show tonight. Um, next week, uh, Ryan is up on tap, right? I have something great. I don't know what it is now, but I'll, I'll think of something great. Uh, don't get Dan's hopes uh, up, man. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, take care of Dan. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Special thanks to Senator Bob Casey. Uh, tune into the podcast if you missed any of Bob Casey's conversation with us tonight. Jerry Jordan, the president of the Federation of Teachers, uh, for weighing in on the shale tax or the need to do that. Uh, So we thank him as well, along with Congressman uh, Brendan Boyle for joining us on the big show. And then we wrapped it up tonight uh, with Richie Laser, who's the deputy mayor for uh, labor for uh, the city of uh, Philadelphia. That's going to bring Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT to a close. On behalf of Ryan Boyer, on behalf of Jay Jay Doc, thank you very much, Omar, for being in the studio. We thank you. And, of course, Glenn behind the glass, making it all happen. Until next time, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time. I seen that open space. I hope you're saving that for medical marijuana because I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, and I just want to let you know we're talking big numbers. We're talking, as you know, they're talking trillions, but we're talking mucho billions around here of unionized pension money. I haven't heard in six weeks one conversation about Russia yet. That's the reality. They come to me about jobs. They come to me a little bit about Obamacare, but they don't come to me about Russia. And with Philadelphia jumping out of the seams as a hospitality town, we need our transportation to be clean, efficient, safe, and on time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.